and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast, the Kansas City Royals Podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I am Jake Milham and joining me again tonight is Lucas Murphy, the beat of Kansas City. Lucas, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. I really am. Uh, honestly, here in Kansas City, we got some nice weather. We made it through a tornado. Holy Heck smokes. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, kind of... Okay, Jacob, I... I know we're kicking this off about baseball. I'm, I'm a heavy sleeper, man. I'm a heavy sleeper. And if if the tornado was next to my house, I would sleep through it. And my <laughs> wife always gets on to me about it. Uh, but here in Kansas City, we did have, I think it ended up, they classified it as an EF1. Oh, my God. Um, and it was really close to, it was really close to my parents' house. Uh, but, yeah, it uh, touched down, went through, and then, you know, off it went. And, uh Man, I slept through the whole thing. I guess we had winds in like 60, 70 mile an hour. And uh, are you a heavy sleeper or are you kind of like a light sleeper? Like, does the stuff just easily wake you up? Dude, no, it is. Man, I, I could not imagine sleeping through a tornado, much less <laughs> sleeping through all the warnings they send you, man. All the text messages and all the blaring and things like that. Yeah, I, I like I a lot, imagine. man. Yeah. I, I don't know why I, I didn't like you. Sometimes I take melatonin. It helps me sleep uh, that night. Yeah. Did not even do it. Just <laughs> normal sleep. And man, it, I was out like a rock. It certainly sounds like it, man. Well, hey, I'm, I'm glad that everyone's <laughs> OK. Um, you know, I haven't heard anything about major damage from it there in the in the Kansas City metro area. So I'm, I'm glad that everyone's yeah. all right there. But look, man, I'm out here in Virginia right now. And people don't know jack about tornadoes <laughs> like they they issue like when I lived in Kansas, you know, you you got a little bit concerned, but yeah. you, you just kind of went on about your day. Like I remember going fishing several times during like tornado warnings and tornado watches. Oh, yeah. Here they say like they mention tornadoes. I'm talking people are hunkering down. Major <laughs> thunderstorms come through the area. They're running through the toilet paper of Walmart, man. It is it is like doomsday to these folks. But hey, listen, we have we have ranted on long enough <laughs> for Carlos Santana to hit a home run against the Orioles. I know, I know. I, you know, we were talking doomsday. No, ladies and gentlemen, we weren't, we weren't talking Royals. We were talking actual weather. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh but no man, we're we're recording this on Thursday night. Uh let's see. Right now it is the bottom of the 5th um as the Royals open up the series against the Baltimore Orioles. Um it was looking pretty rough there in the 5th. A lot of runs scored for both sides, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Um right now, Lucas, uh got to talk about this series split with the Toronto Blue Jays, man. Um, you know, they, they avoided the sweep. They got a pretty decisive win in my book to close out the series. But I mean, are you, are you feeling good about this? Like I, I certainly wasn't. No, I'm still kind of like, I, I mean, obviously we, we have one. I actually, okay. I went through and looked at all the records in baseball, um, yesterday and man, to see significantly how bad the Royals are from like a run differential, and just overall, just the record, it, it's just super disappointing. So, no, I, I wasn't satisfied at all. And, I, you know, those are – like, if you can take advantage of a series like that, especially against a very good team, you know, I'm obviously the Blue Jays are 
in, in the same division as the Yankees and the Yankees have one of the most impressive records. I think I've, I can recall in the, in history for a while. I mean, it's, it's super impressive. I mean, I think yeah. when I looked, they were like 40 and 12, 40 and 15, something like that. Um, but the blue Jays are playing good. They got, you know, good hitting. And we talked about that. And uh, I just, man, it was, it was an overall disappointing, it like certain things happen. Like I know we saw Brady singer, he th- ended up, you know, throwing a ball right down the middle um and giving up that home run to Zach Collins uh and and you can see the frustration and then I think uh I saw something today too and I know I'm kind of going off but man it it, like the series really kind of flared me up a little bit and they were talking today about um kind of oh I just I lost my train of thought man I'm just I was flustered because of the whole how the whole thing kind of just went about uh, and, and those are the types of series you want to take advantage of. I think if you can kind of beat a good team like the Blue Jays and really kind of start in on a run, that, that might start a fire or something. But, yeah, I, I don't know. No, it was – and I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat because if you would have told me, hey, the Royals, they, they split the series with the Toronto Blue Jays, but they were competitive in, in every single game. I, I would have been – I would have been you, – you know what? They are a much more talented team um, than this Royals team, and I'm good with it. But when you're talking that, if I'm doing my math here correctly, the run differential in just those three games was negative 11 for the Royals with two shutouts. I mean, you, you can't feel good about that. And at the end of the day, let's say the Royals split every single series this, this year, every single one. Yeah. That is a 33 win percentage. Yeah. Like that is that is an abysmal season. Yeah. So I'm just like they did with the Houston game or with the Houston series. I have a feeling that for the foreseeable future, the Royals are going to do this. They're going to keep splitting series. They're going to have one or two decisive wins a week. And they're just going to do enough to keep. but it's, it's just not going to be enough, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I really do. And um, I, I, at what point, and, and we talk about this all the time, and it's just like, at what point is the switch going to get flipped where they accept the fact that the season is over and it's time to kind of start seeing what you got, where those guys start to magically appear up on the IR or the yeah. IL, excuse me, and then you start getting guys to come up and play. And um, I think I personally feel like we're at that point. I mean, it's just – it's it's terrible to see because, like, you know, I, I of course I predicted 85 wins. I really did. I believed yeah. in this team. And to, to be where we're at and, and knowing that's not even going to come close I think is – it's kind of embarrassing on my part because that just shows you how much I truly believed in this team. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to go on like a box again, so box, but like, you know, I've seen quite a few people talk about Mike Matheny. And um, again, I don't, I don't see how you can blame Mike Matheny in this situation. Um, for me, it's more front office. And yeah, I, I think the coach, the coach can do certain things. Um, if he's kind of pulling for Eldridge to stay, then, you know, maybe Matini does need to go because that kind of reflects on him. But if the front office is the ones that are 
saying, hey, let's ride this thing through. And they're the ones that are saying we're going to plug Santana out there every day. And they're making, you know, some of the decisions. Then I, I would start to question really them. And um, I just think that it's you, you have a lot to think about, especially when this team was supposed to be turning the page and they're not. And I think right. that's what's frustrating. So, uh, yeah, I just man, it's it, it really I mean, is. It's, go ahead. So, I mean, once once June rolled around, that's kind of when the when the early season slump and have patience ran out amongst Royals yes. fans. And I remember seeing um, I think it was Royals review. You know, they're always doing good work over there, but they got a, a bunch of Royals like writers and analysts together. And before the season, they did the win loss projections mm-hmm. um, or predictions, excuse me. And I remember looking through that list and no one predicted less than 75 wins. I mean, everyone top to bottom, fans, analysts, the team even, was expecting to at least take a step forward. Didn't have to win the Central, didn't even have to make the wild card. But just a step forward is all this team needed. You know, and I think what's frustrating to me too is like in the beginning of really kind of like May – like, I guess you could say the whole season up till May, like the, the AL Central was kind of in a coin flip situation. Yeah. Like the White Sox were expected to just dominate and they weren't healthy. The Minnesota Twins at one point were at the bottom of this division. And I mean, we kind of anticipated the Tigers being kind of in the same boat as the Royals. But really, like this division was up in the air. Like, what more motivation do you need than the fact that the White Sox are not doing what they're expected to do? The Twins go out and make all these moves and sign Carlos Correa to this massive deal, and yep. they're at the bottom of the division, and you guys can't capitalize, and you're bringing up the number one prospect in baseball. Later on, you bring up basically another top prospect in MJ Melendez, and you guys are just sputtering and spinning the wheels. And, like, man, that's – to me, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, what message does that send those young guys? And that's where, like, it's demoralizing as a Royals fan because – from a, a general fan base, when you see those guys, they obviously want to play the game of baseball. They, they work their entire lives to get to where they're at. And now it's like, hey, I'm playing for the Kansas City Royals. There's no fans in the stands. And mm-hmm. our team's bottom of the barrel. Like, what incentive do I have to stay in Kansas City? I'm not from here. And as you can see, like, they're enjoying the game, but are they truly enjoying being in this city? Who knows? Like, Right. Because they're, they're they're just not – I mean, the team's not successful. The atmosphere isn't great. They're, and they're nowhere near playoff baseball. Like, you know, they got to experience in 14 15. Like, Mondesi at least can say, man, I got to experience that. With Merrifield, I think uh, he got a little bit, didn't he? No, I mean, he, he didn't get – he didn't get a taste of it. He was right after, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was right after the only – World Series players that are still on this team right now are Salvi and and Mondesi loosely. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. it is that, and we talked about this during the off season a little bit too about how um, the old Royals teams tried to keep that core together and win championships at the minor league level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this for as exciting as you know, the storm chasers and the naturals and the river bandits. I mean, the the river bandits did win their championship and such, but this Mm -hmm. core did not win a championship at, at Omaha. 
they <laughs> they elevated they elevated the naturals they elevated the river bandits and then they were promoted and you know frankly they were promoted to a losing situation in omaha mm-hmm. and then they were promoted to a losing situation in kansas city so it's <laughs> there there's so little motivation and i i have i have to call this out Lucas, you know me. I'm a little split on the athletics. Alec Lewis, either love his stuff or don't see why he's why he's talking about it. But he, <laughs> he posted he posted a piece today on Mike Matheny, telling the guys to it was like to go home and smile, don't lose yeah. your smile. And I and I saw that. And if that I'm I don't want to add the split the expletive tag on this podcast, but I just thought that was a whole crock. Honestly, I I understand having to, you know, telling your guys keep your head up, keep your head up. But at the end of the day, these guys are competitors. They're getting paid money to to win, to produce. I mean, are are you just gonna let them get down on themselves, or are you gonna say, hey, this is what you could do better, and this is how we're this is how we're gonna move on? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that too. And like you know, like when I always think about like. I get these are professional athletes, but at some point too, like you need a fire, like somebody needs to really kind of like get into them. And I don't feel like that leader exists on this team. Like Salvador Perez is that happy go lucky. Like he's just excited to be playing baseball. And he's always been like that. I, you can't really take him serious Whit Merrifield to me could have been that, but like, he's so lethargic this year and almost just kind of acts like, uh, I'm going through the motion. Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Melendez, those guys are too young. Carlos yeah. Santana, potentially, but when you're batting what you're batting, people can't take you seriously. So they don't <laughs> have that They don't have that guy that can, outside of Mike Matheny, who can really just be like, let's go, like, figure it out. And where before, in like 14 and 15, not only did they have Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, but they had some pretty solid veterans that got plugged in there. And in a perfect example leading up to that was James Shields. That was the intention of bringing him yep. in was the mentality and the ferocity that he brought and the leadership, you know, that that was the whole reason of bringing in Zach Greinke, but Greinke's not that type of guy either. Like he's a, he's a leader, but I would say he leads probably more by example than like kind of getting into you. So to me, I, that's, I think they're missing that aspect and I think that's what's kind of bothering me too is that like these guys, like you said, they get paid millions of dollars to play this game that is a kid's game, but it almost seems like uh, I'm just kind of going through the motions sometimes. And it's, I do see a lack of competitiveness at times. And um, I think that's what's most frustrating for me because like I played this game up to the highest level that I could. And then I was told no. And it's like, I would do anything to be doing what they're doing. And um I think that's what kind of gets me at times. Did my bike cut out? <laughs> well, that's awkward. I had a whole spiel. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. after. Once I stopped, then it was over, and I was like, uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, all right. So what I was, what I was saying is, look, top to bottom, this – if you're following the Royals, it's been frustrating. No matter what level of baseball you have or haven't played, um, and I was talking about how at the very beginning of this season slide, people were talking about common sense moves this team needed to make. You know, move on from Eldred, call up Vinny, da 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 da. 
folks ain't even saying that anymore. Like it's it's just like shouting into the void because and you know I'm I'm gonna plug Royals review again because this headline stuck with me from a uh, Matthew Lamar over there. The Royals are comfortable with being an embarrassment, and that makes me sad. Like if that doesn't summarize this whole season so far, I don't know what does. And we're not even in July. Nope. Nope. It, how, how how do you think this is what I'm confused to like Joel or uh, Mr. Sherman obviously took over the team, took over it in a, in a pandemic year where he definitely didn't make any money probably. And the group, cause he's clearly not, he's a, the head guy, but he's not the sole owner. Yeah. And then obviously you got the, the following season where it was basically half fans. And then now you got this type of year and you're extremely unsuccessful. How is Dayton Moore and JJ Piccolo selling this product to him? Like, what are they saying behind the door that is like, hey, trust this, trust this, when they keep pushing out Santana? Like, you can't, as a baseball guy, because he is a, a baseball guy, clearly he was, I mean, there's a reason why he wanted to invest in and purchase the Royals. Right. He, he was a huge involved with the Indians at the time. There's a reason why he he loves the game of baseball. So you can't tell me that he's not questioning why guys like Vinny P are not up here and Carlos Santana is still, especially when he's the one that's forking over the money. Like, I yeah. just don't I, – I don't understand. Like, I wonder what is being said behind the door. Like, hey, just wait. Here's our analytics. Here's what we're seeing. Uh, just what, hold on for us. Like, at what point is he like, guys, I'm done with that. This is where we need to go. I and you know what? I'm really hoping that that moment, wherever it is, that timeline is coming soon. Um, frankly, because I I don't know what to speculate on what's going on behind closed doors. I haven't been in that situation. The closest I've been to that situation is is Moneyball. So I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I look. He invested in the team, and he is definitely not getting the return on investment into the team whether it be monetary whether it be um championships whether it be probably even morale i mean no one wants to go out and watch your watch the thing you own fail so i i don't know how much more leverage can be given to dayton more at at this point um you know, it's been beaten into the dirt, but the fact that fact is there's only three winning seasons in 15 plus years of Kansas City Royals been riding that World Series for entirely too long. We just saw what happened to um, what I mean, two teams have already fired their their managers and they were doing better than the Royals. Yeah. So well, it and, is. And, yeah. Some some change has to happen at some level. If it's Eldred, fine. If it's Matheny, fine. If it's Moore, fine. Just identify the problem and get it out. Do you think they know the problem, though, or do you think it's such a big – and and see, I don't either. And I think that it's such a big problem that I I don't know if they can address it in season because I think this thing is so woven into the organization because, I mean, the draft – like there's guys that are dra- being drafted around what the Royals select. And I get that it's so hard with baseball. Like you just have no idea how a player is going to progress 
um, where like football, obviously you draft them and you throw them into the fire, basically like they may, yeah. there's no minor leagues, but you really don't know how a player is going to perform, but how do other teams capitalize so much more than the Kansas city Royals do? And I think that's where I start to have a problem is, is there, is the organization just terrible at scouting? Is that something that needs to be addressed? Is it, uh, I guess maybe how they're brought through the organization, because clearly we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast. They have yeah. not developed a pitcher since, well, Zach Greinke and we'll say Giordano Ventura was in that process, but Zach Greinke has been the last guy that they truly have, you know, done. Yeah, I, I think to me that just, and then hitting is kind of like they get up here and like Bobby Wood Jr. is looking good. I do have to say on a positive note, uh, MJ Melendez is looking good on a positive note. I mean, he hit a, a home run tonight. So there are some positive things, but like I almost think that that is overshadowed so much because of how bad this pitching has been right. and how much they've invested into it. And it's just not progressive. Like, I, I mean, we're excited about a guy who's got a four ERA and like boobish tonight, like, you know, that's another one that was drafted in the same class and like, I'm not saying you're going to throw perfect games every game and you're going to go out there and shove shutout innings all the time, but like, man, you got to expect more and they're just not, they're not doing it. No, they're, they're really not. And I will, I will say this about the, um, about the frustrations where my frustration lies is a player will go through the Royal system and then leave the team and perform exponentially better. Just this year alone, Jacob Junis and Jorge Lopez both represent that. Both yeah. are pitchers and both are doing very different things for different teams and doing it much better. So that is a very frustrating as well. Who's uh, another player that I immediately thought of was uh, who's the one that we traded early on? Uh, you and I were both excited and he was a shortstop. Uh, ended up getting traded or, or we, we dropped him off the 40 man, I believe. And he ended up getting picked up by the nationals. Oh yeah. What was, uh, what was that Franco? No, I don't believe Michael, Michael Franco. Was it Mike? I don't believe it was Michael Franco. I think it's Lucius Fox as you're thinking of. Well, I think Franco got picked up somehow by the nationals. And the only reason okay. I know this is because I was, uh, going through my fantasy <laughs> looking for some free agents in the shortstop third base department because Josh Donaldson is atrocious. Yeah. And I came across it and I was thoroughly surprised. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna pull sure it up. Yeah. Huh. Yep. He yeah. uh I believe he got taken off the 40 man, and that was you know when they had to make that decision. And yeah, he's according to fan tracks, he's hitting 270. He's got eight walks, 27 RBIs, four home runs. Um, you know, an on base percentage of 293, slugging 392, and OPS of 685. I mean, he's got 58 games, 222 at bats. I mean, you know, I get that they wanted to to kind of go a different route, but interesting. So I thought yeah, I'd bring that it up. Is... And, you know, you're, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some at the major league level. But the fact is the Royals are losing just like they are on the diamond. They're losing a lot more than they are winning. Yep. Um, and that is, you know, you got to have some sort of wins. And a Salvi splash twice a week is not is not going to get it done <laughs> anymore, man. 
man. <laughs> love love Salvi, love the energy, but it ain't it ain't gonna get it done anymore. I think that's gonna be a lost uh, a lost cause, honestly, man. Because think about it, like the true like Salvi splash was like when we were winning, winning, and like I think that's gonna be a dying art, man. I really do because they they were putting up billboards in Kansas City because of it. Gone. All righty, Lucas. I am very sorry about that, man. I'm having all sorts of technical difficulties over here. It is just like the Royals 2022 season. It has been a rough one over here at the at the Dick Milham household. So, hey, I am I'm going to end it on a whimper right here because I I don't know how much longer my my internet connection is going to hold out. Um, Lucas, man, I know I know we kind of went off on a rant today. It's all right. Both. I know, and you know what? I hope that some Royals fan out there and wherever you are is just listening and saying, you know what? These guys are right. I am feeling the same thing. And if you are, let us know. Let us know on Twitter at Royal Rundown Pod. Um, we're always there trying to share the the Royals news from wherever it comes from. Uh, a little bit more apt if it's not from Alec Lewis and Lynn Worthy, but that's just me. That's just me. Um, Lucas, where can folks find you on social media? Head over to the Beat of KC on Twitter, guys, and uh, you guys will get all the information you need from me uh, that you want from the Beat of KC on Twitter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, um, everyone listening, thank you for putting up with with my technical difficulties. (laughs) Do apologize about that. Uh, We're closing out on a good note. The Royals are winning right now, bottom of the seventh. Uh, they're winning seven to four, so hopefully we will open up this series against Baltimore with a win. So, Lucas, thank you for coming on tonight, man. Thank you for your patience. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, go Royals! Go Royals!